You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that's around the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes, how they all got started in the game, and of course, where they are now. And as a matter of fact, I should add that we do tend to talk about some of the other things, some of the uh, social issues that um, are going on, not just in our own community, but also around the world. And I think that definitely um, speaks of everything that has been happening um, uh, around us, uh, at least for the past week. Um, it will be very, very um, uh, unjust for me to not use this current pr- platform on behalf of this current show, TKO, and of course, on behalf of our family here at CFRU Radio, and not to mention that we, um, as the as the radio people, we do see our black community and we stand with our black community, not just in Guelph, Ontario, but also in Canada and all across the world. I think I've been wanting to say this ever since I finished our last episode last week. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm just so happy that we have this platform here to not just... Uh, and announce our support um, uh, with our black community, but also use our, our, our voices here on radio to raise awareness of what is actually going on in the world and how you guys as the listeners can um, can help out with the current situation. And I know this is not necessarily sports or I guess combat sports related, but it's really, really important uh, for Everybody, honestly, who considers themselves as as human beings, honestly, believe it or not, we are all one. And it's just in this day and age, in 2020, it makes no sense whatsoever that we, some people, not sh- not to say we, because I I know my family here at CFRU, and like I said, we all stand with everybody. We are all one. But what I was saying was that I cannot believe that in the year of 2020, we still see um, racially motivated um, injustices being done all over the world. And you guys already know better than me that that is not okay. And we have to stand with our brothers and sisters and we have to support each other. So uh, talking about the Guelph community right now, uh, I do see it as my own responsibility to raise awareness of how um, at least TKO Nation, everybody listening to this show right now, can go out there after this episode finishes, or honestly just right away, how we can go out there and help with the cause. So there is actually a process going on on Saturday in, in Guelph, Ontario. Uh, you can definitely search online to, to search up the details with regards to that uh, peaceful protest uh, in downtown Guelph. Also, there's various petitions going on um, that you can sign. And of course, you can always, always go out and support our um, black owned um, uh, businesses in our community, in our local community. 
in Guelph and um, in, in the nearby regions in the Kitchener Water, Waterloo area and the GTA area. And uh, of course, there's always options on uh, online and specifically on social media that you can go out and just do your part when it comes to um, activism and just honestly doing the right thing. Just uh, you don't have to if you don't have money, there's definitely other ways that you can go online and uh, say watch a video that features um, a specific uh, a black artist and their music. And while you're watching that uh, particular video, you can uh, watch the ads that are um, featured on that particular video online. And just by watching those ads, you are indirectly uh, donating to um, specific funds and charities that help uh, the the Black Lives Matter um, uh, cause. So there's so many ways. I mean, believe it or not, there's so many ways that you can actually help with the cause. If you can go out and protest, you can definitely find other ways to help. So uh, I'm so happy that um, a CFRU radio has provided me with this um, current platform to speak about this and to raise further awareness of how everybody in our in our beautiful community of Guelph, Ontario can go out and uh, help with the cause. So uh, actually, I would like to dedicate this episode to George Floyd and all other brothers and sisters who have been un- unjustfully and innocently murdered and dis- disrespected. And uh, I, like I said, I, I, I really do want to pay tribute to to all of those um, amazing people so with that in mind we move forward uh ladies and gentlemen this week uh feels like finally things are getting back on track (laughs) with regards to the world of sports a few weeks ago we told you that the ufc uh, representing the sport of mma of course was one of the first few sports organizations that came out, honestly had the audacity to come out and have its very first live event amid this whole global pandemic of coronavirus. And uh, it it was a very um, odd thing to do uh, for for such a well-known organization. And the fact that there were no audience in the arena that the, the events were actually taking place in. So it was a little bit weird, but hey, it happened. And it seems like other um, sports leagues and organizations are trying to follow suit and uh, uh, just um, uh, step in the footsteps of the UFC. But talking about the UFC itself, uh, we, we moved on from those three live events that um, initially took place in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida. And now uh, the UFC looks like that, that they've... Um, uh, trying to set up their events in Las Vegas, Nevada. At, actually, that was the, that was a main plan because the UFC, you know, being its headquarters being located in Las Vegas, Nevada, they thought that they can get the a special permission, I should say, from uh, from the athletic commission in Nevada and from the governor of um, Nevada, the, uh, the Nevada state didn't happen so they have to they had to go to florida and now they're back in um, las vegas 
their home um, uh, headquarter is in Las Vegas. So um, as, as a matter of fact, they had their first live event in Las Vegas ever since the pandemic in the UFC Apex Center. And uh, we already talked about it last week. It was featured by uh, a great welterweight bout between the former welterweight champion Tyron Woodley and Gilbert Burns. That was a great event. But um, most importantly, we are going to be having our second uh, number pay-per-view card by the UFC this upcoming Saturday. So this is a great progression, I should say. Um, Listen, the UFC is always the pioneer when it comes to doing new and um, unique things in, in, in the sport. Uh, um, not to blame other, specifically other MMA organizations like Bellator or say One Championship. I believe they all have very good reasons to not currently not have any live events. But um, you have to give credit to the UFC for um, uh, taking such bold steps in order to, I guess, uh, uh, like revive the sport of MMA once again. So, yes, we are going to be having UFC 250 finally. Um, and it is going to be happening, like I said, in the UFC Apex Arena Center um, it, this upcoming Saturday. And it's going to be featured by a great main event between uh, two of my all-time favorites, actually, Well, of course, the champion who does not love the current featherweight champion, Amanda Nunes, who's going to be defending her featherweight title against uh, Canada's very own, actually, Felicia Spencer. So that's all good. Uh, If you did tune in in our previous episodes, I did mention that I was a little bit um, mad at the UFC for not having, should I say, uh, enough female fighters fight on their cards uh there was only like a couple but now we're finally seeing a actual main event uh being being um featured between two phenomenal ladies in in the in the roster so good for them we're so excited to break down this uh, particular bout specifically because everybody's been looking forward to what the champion Amanda Nunes is going to do. And uh, like when Amanda Nunes, uh, every, every time I should say Amanda Nunes gets to fight live, I don't know anybody else out there who doesn't get excited. And this is because Amanda Nunes has been one of the most dominant female fighters, not just in the UFC, but overall in the in the whole sport of MMA. And so uh, while talking about and breaking down this particular bout between Felicia Spencer and Amanda Nunes, I'm going to be talking about some of the most notable fights that the two ladies have had in the past and how their experiences from those particular bouts are going to help them in this fight against one another. So that is going to be our main event for UFC 250. And uh, yes, I'm looking through the card right now and we're seeing a lot of, uh, I guess, familiar faces. A a lot of fighters who haven't fought in such a long time because of particular suspensions, injuries, and so many different reasons. For example, we're going to be having the the former bantamweight champion, Cody Garpin, fighting for the co-main event of the evening. We're going to be having um, Sean O'Malley, who made, uh, made a huge name of himself a few years ago 
when he just started fighting in the UFC. I believe he he got into the UFC through um, through the reality show that um, Dana White, the president of the UFC, um, um, started uh, Dana White Contender Series. So that's how Sean O'Malley initially got into the UFC. But again, a, a few, should I say, legal things came up and he was suspended for a very long time. But finally, his suspension is over and we finally get to see more of Sean O'Malley. Should I say the talented Sean O'Malley? So everything's going to be so, so exciting for this UFC 250 card. But also, uh, uh, to make things a little bit juicy, uh, there's been a lot of other things also happening in the world of MMA. Uh, talking about uh, what, what some notable figures, I, sh- I, sh- I should say, have been saying and doing. So before we get into our breakdown of our main event of UFC 250, I'm going to be briefly, should I say, I'll, I mean, I'll try my best to keep it as brief as, po- as, brief as possible. Uh, uh, for for this um, uh, news update so now finally without further ado let's get right into it so the main uh, I guess update news update that I want to talk about and I'm sure a lot of you guys have already um, in in some degree have heard about this is all of the thing uh, like everything that has been going on with John Jones as of um, the past uh, two weeks I should say so John Jones, we all know, actually a lot of um, hardcore MMA fans out there do regard John Jones as one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. We've talked about him many, many times on our show. And uh, listen, I do not necessarily disagree with that statement. Uh, I do applaud John Jones as the talented mixed martial artist that he actually is. When John Jones comes into a fight, you know, talking about his athletic and fighting skills, there's no doubt about about the fact that he he's always so unique. When he comes into a fight, he's so unorthodox. And uh, although he comes from a Greco-Roman wrestling background, he never almost like he he does use his wrestling, of course, in critical times. But that's not his um, uh, uh, main focus, I should say. When John Jones comes into a fight, it is his striking that you should be worried about because he does the most creative things and he does them in the most unpredictable and unorthodox way. So if that doesn't make a, a, a athlete or a fighter special, then you and I need to have a talk. But um, that is one of the main reasons why uh, a lot of people have been regarding John Jones as one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. And also, okay, uh, a side note is that John Jones was able to get the championship, the light heavyweight championship belt for himself at the age of 23, which is uh, which made him the youngest ever UFC champion. I mean, to date, like nobody since then has been able to get a UFC championship belt for themselves at such a young age. So he still holds that record, I believe. So just think about all those things. Um, if you were in John Jones's shoes, you would think that, okay, I've accomplished all these things. I still manage to have amazing fights whenever I'm scheduled to fight. Um, uh, my name has gone down in history. But again, we all know John Jones because John Jones, he is, although we can argue that, yes, he, he has a, a perfect record in his professional re- uh, career, but when it when it comes to things outside the octagon, things are a little bit, 
shaky, I should say. And this is because um, John Jones has received so many suspensions throughout his professional career, not just because of, um, I, I don't want to say accusations, because it was actually proven that John Jones had a certain banned substances in his blood system when he was tested by the United States Anti-Doping Agency, which led to one of the many, unfortunately, one of the many suspensions that he received, he has received in his um, uh, career, but also a lot of other legal things that he faced that we are all familiar with the hit and run that he was involved in. And uh, uh, I believe he received some jail time for that as well. But, uh, you know, when, when you do go through such um, uh, serious and grave legal situations, um, the least that you can expect is for your fighting license to be suspended, at least for, for a little while. That's exactly what happens. So those are some of the few things that John Jones has been uh, facing and um, combating, with, combating, I guess, um, when it comes to things outside the octagon. But talking about his skills inside the octagon, I, I, I can never deny the fact that he is one of the best ones out there. So now that you have at least a little bit of background on uh, uh, how John Jones was, I guess, brought up in the system and uh, in the whole um, organization. Now, um, when I when I say this, I guess you can make up your mind and uh, figure out if you want to be on John Jones's side or on the UFC side. So John Jones, he has been demanding more pay for, uh, for you know, the, the fighter that he is right now, uh, all the things that he's accomplished and the things that he actually has spoken about and um, has said that he will guarantee in accomplishing. And by that, I mean, well, currently he is still the 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 light heavyweight champion at the UFC. But there were talks of him moving up a weight division to the heavyweight division and him potentially fighting one of the all-time dangerous fighters ever in the in the heavyweight division in the UFC, the one and only Francis Ngannou. So uh, Francis Ngannou fought a couple of weeks ago in Florida, and when he won his most recent fight, there there was a lot of speculation of, oh, we should have this super fight almost between Francis Ngannou and John Jones when John Jones moves up the weight division to the heavyweight division. And, uh, you know, when when everybody gets excited about such a fight, you can almost imagine uh, what what implications it will have for for both parties and specifically for John Jones, who is arguably the uh, like the way you call it is side A, uh, which which means like they're the the if whatever they ask for. Uh, the the organization the promoting company say the UFC would would try to accommodate uh, to the best of their abilities specifically when it comes to um, checks and pays and all that so John Jones I'm sorry if this is like taking a little bit longer than usual but this is like it's a very complex situation that uh, I I really do want to go through actually because I, I I know for MMA, when you think about MMA and other combat sports, you mostly think about the sports as aspect of things. But there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes, specifically when it comes to the business aspect aspect of things that we need to understand, specifically as the fans, to understand why certain decisions are made, why certain matchups are made, etc. So like I was saying, uh, John Jones, he's been saying that he needs to be paid more in order for him to actually make that 
uh, weight jump to the heavyweight division nor to fight Francis Ngannou. Allegedly, uh, Dana White, the president of the UFC, has been saying that John Jones is demanding just so much money. He's demanding like 15, 20, 30 million dollars for his new contract at the heavyweight division. And the UFC just saying that's just not going to happen. And uh, John Jones has been saying that, no, that was never what I said. Uh, you, you guys are just playing me at this point. And so on social media, John Jones came out saying that, uh, and I quote, he said, Bones is out. And so, you know, we, we all know John Jones goes by the nickname Bones. So by that, a lot of people are just, I guess, I guess, again, speculating that John Jones is going to be retiring for a little while because he just does not agree with his, um, uh, 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 with the terms on his contract, his potential contract for him to move up to the heavyweight division because the pay is just not enough. And uh, listen, when it comes to these type of things, you could argue that, okay, there's other fighters in the UFC roster right now, people like Conor McGregor, who have been demanding a, a large amount of money and the UFC has been able to pay them at least to the best of their abilities. Um, and again, I, I really do want to encourage everybody out there to not necessarily jump into conclusions because yes, one person can say one thing and the other person can say another thing, like a completely different thing. And as uh, outsiders, we can never really be sure of what actually went down between the two parties. So whatever whatever it is, um, I cannot really make a comment on whether or not John Jones was right or whether or not Dana White was right. All I can say, though, is that I really do hope that they resolve this issue because it will be such a pity for someone like John Jones to just... Uh, be laid off uh, uh, from the organization just because they couldn't really come into a consensus when it uh, when it came to to his pay um, his talent is going to be going to s such waste and like I said uh, although um, again a lot of things went down out, out, excuse me outside the octagon but that does not take anything away from how good of a fighter and how unique of a mixed martial artist John Jones actually is so yes, a lot has been going on in the world of MMA and uh, John Jones, actually, interestingly, he has come out and uh, uh, in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. But um, one thing that's really interesting is that he and his um, teammates are actually trying to put up like woodblocks on on the exterior of um, certain stores in their town of Albuquerque, New Mexico, because they don't necessarily want looters to to uh, break into those certain stores. And in his mind, that is the way to go when it comes to um, uh, peacefully protesting a certain cause. And again, I don't necessarily want to comment on that issue because I, I believe um, I know his intentions are pure and that he actually wants to make a, a definitive yet peaceful protest in his own way. Um, but still, the fact that he came out um, and he is doing something in his own way, that is still respectable um, uh, to me. So 
I guess that's all you need to know uh, regarding that John Jones issue. And uh, things are um, uh, proceeding and being updated on social media on behalf of John Jones and the UFC as well. So if anything else, anything further comes out, I'll definitely, definitely keep you guys updated next week. All right, enough of that. So now we can finally get into our breakdown for the main event of UFC 250. Honestly, you guys, this is uh, this is a little bit surreal because when I think back, I, I still remember the day that the UFC had uh, their their two hundredth event. Uh, I, I can't believe how many years ago it was. It's just, because to me, it just feels like it was like six months ago. That's how close it feels to me. And um, interestingly enough, a fun fact for you guys is that um, <laughs> so John Jones. Speaking of John Jones, John Jones was supposed to headline um, uh, against the the former light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier. The the two of them were supposed to headline uh, uh, UFC 200, but a lot of things went down. John Jones was suspended, blah, blah, blah. So we had Amanda Nunes actually fighting Misha Tate, the, the Bantamweight champion at the time for, uh, yes, I, I believe I'm, I'm correct in that case because I do remember we had Amanda Nunes fighting, um, wait, yes, it, it should have been. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So yes, we did have Amanda Nunes fighting yeah here it is okay i i i don't know why i had that brain fart but uh yes uh, at ufc 200 we had amanda nunes fighting misha tate the current champion at the time for her bantamweight title and nobody was expecting amanda nunes to win but the way she showcased her skills at that particular event she, not only was she able to become the new ban- bantamweight champion but everybody thought man everybody's been sleeping on amanda nunes that's how good she's always been, but somehow we've always always underestimated how good she was. But from then on, uh, I would actually argue that uh, uh, we we started to see a rise of Amanda Nunes, and ever since then, we started to see Amanda Nunes achieve her prime and how good she could really be. So ever since then, actually, Amanda Nunes has been able to win all of her fights. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, she moved up a weight division to 145 pounds and fought the then champion again, um, uh, Cyborg Justino. And she was uh, to everybody's surprise again. She was able to defeat Cyborg. And at that point, she became the double champion. So she was the champion at the bantamweight division and in, in the featherweight division. So now for this upcoming bout that we have on Saturday night, the two are going to be fighting. Uh, actually, Amanda Nunes is going to be defending her featherweight title. And Felicia Spencer is going to be uh, the contender in this case and uh, seeing if she can g- get the belt for herself. Things are going to be interesting in this fight because uh, we've had Felicia Spencer actually previously also fight Cyborg Justino in which she lost that fight uh, through a unanimous decision. But the way the uh, it was announced as a defeat, I feel like we should also consider how the fight was conducted for the full length of the fight. Because although Felicia Spencer was getting uh, was getting hit with a, a lot of effective shots, I think it's important to note that uh, she absorbed a lot of shots, but she didn't fall down. She never got knocked down, and she absorbed all of them. But 
regardless, she would just keep fighting and 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 charge uh, charging forward towards her opponent at the time. Cyborg, Cyborg Justino, excuse me. So I I really do wonder if she still possesses that toughness and the the persevering mindset that she had at the time against Cyborg Justino. Whether or not she's going to apply that that mindset and that um uh, that strategy of her getting hit, but um you know not necessarily getting intimidated and still deciding to charge forward towards her opponent i believe if uh, if that is going to be your strategy on saturday night against amanda nunez and we all know how good of an act uh, how good and accurate i should say of a striker uh, amanda nunez is so having said all those things if that doesn't make you excited and pumped up about this upcoming fight between Felicia Spencer and Amanda Nunes, then I don't know what will. And once again, we need to have a word to for me to fully convince you of how great and exciting this upcoming fight is going to be. So once again, everybody, UFC 250 on Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to tell you a specific time for the main card. It's going to start at 10 p.m. But uh, make sure you catch up with all the fights that are happening on this UFC 250 card. They're all, um, it's pretty much stacked. Like I said, we're going to be having fighters who haven't fought in such a long time. Uh, They're going to be making their comeback. And uh, they're going to be fighting on this UFC 250 card. And it's going to be amazing. So uh, enough said, you guys. Unfortunately, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Make sure you go to CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. You can also catch up with our previous episodes on iTunes and Spotify. And until next time, it's your girl Janon right here. And this is TKO. Peace out. Just